This time on the podcast, I'm joined by Matt O from the brilliant Tebby Rex. We chat about everything from their latest single, Hanging With Trees, to playing Connect Four with Post Malone, and how their music made two Americans want to stay and live in Ireland. Matt, how's life in lockdown been treating you? Well, we're coming towards the end of it now, but how have you managed to cope throughout it all? Uh, life in lockdown is a lot of garbage. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll be brutally honest. I'm, I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm absolutely fucking tired of it. Um, but look, I think you know. It seems people are getting getting vaccinated. People are getting healthy. Um, my parents are safe enough now as well. So that was kind of like my main concern because I think like with us in music as well, you know, there's only so much we can do in silos without without speaking to each other in person or without like if you're making a music video, you kind of need to have us there and yeah. the videographer there and a the director there. So doing things in social distance and stuff, it still panics you a little bit when you know, in case you, you made someone's parents sick or you made your own parents sick and that kind of thing. So it's good that it's kind of getting that way now. But I saw Primavera got announced for next year as well. And there's a few festivals that might happen this year too. So I'm optimistic, man, but I'm, I'm yeah. done with it. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, no, I respect oh. that, man. Oh, I respect that. How did you, like, was there anything in particular that kind of kept you going through it? Was it like working on the album and doing bits like that or...? Was it just... I think rock music was, was definitely, I think having a creative outlet after mm. work, because uh, I'm still working, I'm, I'm not living off yeah. music as of yet, um, just yeah. said, thank God I didn't make that decision to live off music before <laughs> this thing happened, because yeah. you know, Spotify royalties is not the way to go, um, but it, music definitely helped, I think, you know, we I'm, I have this nine to five, so I think if I was doing that every single day without any other creative outlet, I would, it's just Groundhog Day, you know, every day is very much the exact same. Yeah. Um. So that it's just mad sticky like that, you know. Um. Now I'm very lucky as well that I'm I'm living with my girlfriend. We've got our own apartment and stuff, which is fantastic. If I was living at home, it might have been a much trickier subject as well. So, I think she's definitely helped me got through it in a big way. Uh, and then I would say Max as well on the band, yeah. ridiculously so as well. Yeah, you get brownie points now if she hears that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 up here, man. <laughs> so, uh, like the latest track, Hanging with Trees, dropped a few weeks ago. How has that been kind of received? Like, like that's been played everywhere and I think people are loving it. So how have you found it so far? So far, so good. Yeah, people seem to really like it. And, um, you know, it's it's one we really hope people would latch on to because it's part of part of the forthcoming album. It's, it's a very key part of our storytelling as well. It's not just like a kind of like a throwaway single that has... Yeah. That's just for vibes, just for fun, whatever. Like, like maybe some of our EP stuff last year where we dropped a song like, ah, we're just about drink culture and drinking and that's fun. But this is more about this kind of world building and, and storytelling within the shape of, a, of an album. So, and the fact people really liked it, fantastic. I think Ro did a smashing job as well as the feature. I, um, I think the song would be Dutch today or she did a really, really, really smashing job on that too. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty chuffed, I have, to, I have to say. Yeah, and uh, who came up with the line? Everyone's loving that line. It's like uh, you're in their DMs five minutes or weekly. Like everyone's just been going mad for that. <laughs> so where did that like, come from? Um, it was Max's idea to throw something funny in there. He's like, think of something funny, something witty, just some, something that's kind of like a little bit, um, something to laugh at a little bit because yeah. it is quite a serious song in places. Yeah. And I think that's something we do a lot as we write very serious songs to happy sounds. Um, so that came to mind and I was like, actually, that's, that's not a bad idea. I'll throw that in there. Um, and then the second one where I said something like you're in her DMs glamming that photo her ma has in the conservatory so we're not the same that's actually based on my own dad accidentally keeping a photo of my ex in the conservatory for years and I was like why is she still in the conservatory dad <laughs> so I was like get that shit out of here <laughs> why is she still in the conservatory love that. that's rude 
<laughs> and a conservatory in Mead in a bungalow somewhere. She has no idea. It's been broken up <laughs> yeah. about five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> she be listening to this going, what? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, um, I suppose, like you said there, as part of the, the storytelling from the forthcoming album, is there kind of going to be a few more tracks before that? Or what can we kind of expect in the next few months from you guys? Oh, possibly, possibly, I think. I think so. Not that I can, nothing like I can officially announce, but yeah, absolutely, I, I would say that you could expect a few more tunes before a body of work drops. Uh, can't be given dates or nothing like that. I have to yeah, keep no, it right. of mission, you know the usual fucking Ponzi musician stuff. But yeah, <laughs> more music. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you got a release date for the album, or is it just kind of later nothing announced? Nothing announced. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we, we just about have one in our heads, I think. You know, which yeah. is <laughs> which is about it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the first album like just went so well, like everyone, like it was, it went seriously well. I mean, how are you kind of, you know, are you hoping for something similar obviously this time, and you kind of hoping to maybe like get gig around it and things like that as well, if that's back. Mm, oh, thank you very much, man. Um, yeah, like I, I would, I would love for it to be received as well as the last one was, mm. if not more. So I think with us. On the last album, we it, it was received so well. We were so happy with it because it was a, again a little bit. It wasn't that it was like a reach or anything, but it was ambitious in that it was a concept album as well, and it's it had this storyline to it, and it meant an awful lot to to both of us. And then the fact that we had such a kind of uplift of, of things that came after that. Obviously, we had got like got used on normal people. We were meant to go to South by Southwest and and do our US tour and our UK tour. Um, so because COVID obviously cancelled all the all the kind of the stuff that happens after a successful album, all that kind of got cut away from us. Yeah. So we're hoping that we can kind of rebuild that now with them um, with the sophomore album and, and get that going for gigs going going forward in twenty twenty two. Yeah, yeah. Are you kind of are you optimistic that there will be gigs kind of go to hopefully towards the end of this year and kind yeah, of, I think yeah. so. I think so. I I always try and hold myself back from being optimistic on this kind yeah. of stuff just because I've seen. A lot of my friends who are artists ha have their hearts broken and rescheduled gigs like four times. And at this stage, I'm like, maybe you got to give that money back to those people. You know, <laughs> like you might have to refund some tickets. Um, so it's it's a little bit sticky. But I, I think end of the year, yeah. My dream now would be that other voices in Dingle goes ahead in December because it's like our favorite festival. Um, yeah, I, I would love to go back there. Whether playing it or as a punter, I don't care. I would just love to be back in Dingle come Christmas time. Whether it'll happen or not, probably not. But I think individual gigs will happen um, yeah. towards the end of the year. I think people will still get their get their Christy Moores and their and their and their demo. Them, she's in the Vicar Street and all that kind of stuff. Um, at Christmas time, and then twenty twenty one should look good. I think. In terms of like, I mean, you've been you've been online gigs. I think it was the National Concert Hall. There is yeah. You know, how did that go? It's cool. Like it's 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 so funny. We are not the biggest fans of of online gigs now mm. very thankful for them very grateful to do them because yeah. i mean we're getting paid which is fantastic <laughs> for liver living and we can put that towards music yeah. um and then you know it's it's just nice to perform your own music again because if you're not performing it you, you really lose the muscle memory for singing your own songs and yeah. you get you get worse at singing your own songs which is a real slap in the face when you hear yourself back on the video and you're like oh i didn't actually perform that as well as i used to perform that so it's great and it, it makes us it gets us all back together again it makes everything feel normal again for a little bit but performing mm -hmm. with no audience is so weird it's just yeah. it's it's like telling jokes to nobody, you know what I mean? It's yeah. you don't hear any laughs, there's no applause, there's no nothing. It's it's just dead silence before, after, and during the song. It's yeah. like one guy 
partner like this maybe and that's about it so you've no idea if your stuff's slapping if it's sticking if you're playing new music especially you have no yeah. idea if that song is being received well by by crowds or not yeah. so i feel like at the first performance of hanging with trees first performance of oh it hurts all those performances were with no crowd no audience they've never been received by an audience yet yeah. so we'll wait and see how they go as a, as a live thing and yeah. it gives us uh, a few changes and a few tweaks in our live show that should make things more exciting. But yeah, it's it's weird. Do you enjoy watching them? Have you seen a few of them? Yeah, have yeah, yeah. It's okay. Like you said, it's a bit different because you're not like you know in this big room with a lot of like you know punters and just everyone's yeah. popping away. Everyone's happy. Like cause you're at a gig, why wouldn't you be happy? But so it's a bit yeah, it's a <laughs> bit different. Like you're just at home and you're trying to get into the same vibe. But it's, it's tough. But like I mean, it, it has been great. Like it has been a great escape. I think it's just a sit back and watch a few online like, gigs and stuff and just forget about all the crap that's been going on yeah. outside like, so yeah it has been great but, I think um, when yeah. they're, done well, they're, they're, they're done really well you know yeah. what I mean I think if you put time into the staging and into changing your set as well it took us a while to figure out how to do these things because we didn't know how permanent this was going to be yeah. um, but there's one we put a massive amount of effort into we were doing something for the line of best fit uh, it's, this, it's this kind of media group in the UK magazine and they wanted to do something cool and they brought on some pretty big acts and they're, they're a big group in themselves so we wanted to make sure we did this correctly yeah. um, so we you know we got the film crew there we got uh, radio mics monitors we had and we had this thing where we had earpieces as well so we were roaming around our manager's house in Kildare performing and throughout the house in like dressing gowns and we did like a whole breakfast show and we were like showing how to make the best cup of coffee and we had bre like breakfast spreads laid out everywhere and we were but we were playing with a full band with the drummer there we had the dj there we had ourselves there so that was one of my favorite ones to do i was like this is really interesting this is good to watch whereas i think you know some of the ones we've done at the start of lockdown i was like maybe that you know it might have been novel at the time because it was the first time people were watching streams but i was like yeah. maybe that wasn't that entertaining just because we were just standing there singing you know I, I don't know, I, yeah, I feel like it's probably, as they went on, they definitely, like, you know, everyone's kind of, like you said, nobody knew it was going to be this kind of permanent, so people got kind of more creative and did different yeah. things like that. But, um, yeah, I think everyone was just, even from the early days, everyone was just happy to watch something live and, you know, just go away. <laughs> it's like, just not be fucking scrolling through Netflix going, what am I going to watch today? Like, you know, that kind of, <laughs> so, yeah, it made a nice, it made a nice change, definitely. But, um, yeah, I mean, like, what, are you, are you looking forward then to kind of, getting in front of a crowd and trying, you know, oh, it hurts and a few different things, but like I said, with hanging with trees, are you looking forward to kind of seeing the response then from a live audience, really? Oh, yeah, like, it's going to be, it's 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 going to be so cathartic to actually have a crowd there and, and people shouting and just being drunk and messy and having a fun time. And I think that was my favourite thing about our shows was, like, we never take ourselves seriously. We, we, I don't think we have the capacity to take ourselves seriously, but it's always a, a messy, messy show and everyone is just having their having their best time that they can yeah. um, and I love that you know I just love seeing silliness and that's why I love festivals it's why I love yeah. just people doing ridiculous stuff um, so I think when I get back to it when, when the gigs do back open back up again yeah it's gonna be fantastic yeah, yeah. I mean you mentioned there, like, I think it's I think it's just something in the Irish that well, most people just can't take themselves too seriously like the Irish you know they kind of make somebody <laughs> cut down a peg or two by like you know friends or something like that but uh, yeah. like, is there something that you notice in like you know if you're like like I said working with other or not even work with other acts, but like, you know, if you're on a festival lineup and there's other acts and things like that from other countries, are they kind of taking it a bit serious while you're just kind of joking and laughing in the background and just chilling? I don't know, you know, I think, not that I have, I've had massive interactions with um, acts from other countries that much. Yeah. I think we've we played, we played Longitude when we were backstage there, but the, the gravitas and the gap between ourselves and the artists that were there was kind of funny almost. Like we were, 
I'm not sure. I'm not sure how, how long she's going to operate with the Irish lineups anymore because they, they had one year they had a lot of Irish hip hop acts there, and yes. we were loving it. We were backstage, but they didn't segregate us from, you know, uh, Post Malone. Like we were yeah. playing Connect Four Post Malone, and there was like Boogie with the hoodie was there, and then the next day I think Migos were there and that kind of stuff. And it was like, like we were just there for one day, so we just met the whoever was on the same day as us. Yeah. And I was like, well, this is ridiculous. This is crazy. And yeah, they take themselves more seriously. Obviously, they kind of stayed to themselves a lot more. Apart from Post Malone, he was drinking absolutely everybody. But <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah I, I could see Irish people, like if we were at the same level as them, I could see us still not taking ourselves seriously. Um, yeah. Whereas a lot of people who are, you know, huge hiding in their changing rooms, which is totally fair and justified. Like Khalid was the change room next to ours. And I think when he, like, I noticed that his name was on the door next to ours. And then after a while, that name got moved and it was his dancers that was in that room and they moved him somewhere else. So I think he was just like, no, get me away from all this nonsense. I don't want to be near this, you know? So probably, you're probably right. I think in the UK though, from the UK acts I've met and that kind of stuff, we tend to meet a lot of international acts like when they're on tour and when they're touring mm. uh, and they're just so fucking tired. They're bollocks. And they don't want anyone to be dealing with us. We, like we supported Injury Reserve twice. I think twice or three times. I think it's twice. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, every time we've met them, they they want to be nice, but they just not. They just can't have the energy to be nice anymore. <laughs> so they're, just, they're just not doing it. So it's uh, it's tough. Yeah, so you know, obviously, you partied so hard that Khalid had to just move away. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was within thirty minutes of us arriving. I was like, hey, move them. Where'd he go? <laughs> I was like, was that us? Is that us? It could have been. Um, so yeah, I haven't I haven't been backstage in longitude since. I tell you that much. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so like drinking with Post Malone, what was that like? Was it, what, what was the story there? Was it, was that oh, man, it's it's funny, like, because this was 20, I think it was 2018. Yeah, um, and, like, you want to ask him for a photo. You want to chat to him and pick his brain over so much stuff. At the same time, you're like, no, no, can't do that. Now, yeah. we did get a photo with him. I did I did break my cool because I had to. I was like, I'm oh, fucking fucking guy. Um but no, it was gas. He was just chilling, playing games. Uh, our mates, Elkin, um, they were playing Connect Four with them. We were all just sitting, having beers, watching it around. Um, I tried not to like film or do as much as I could. I got one little snap on my phone for my story real quick and put it down. Because uh, you just don't want to be that guy that's not cool, you know? <laughs> and like people were queuing up to do photos with him and he just wanted to drink some beer and chill out. So yeah, it's 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 a funny one. But even like I was waiting to go to the Jacks and I was burst and the person there was only like one toilet for some reason that was available. Um and I was waiting for ages and I was about to bash the door and I was like, Yeah, I have to go because I don't want to pee outside when I'm in the artist area because that's not a good look for anybody. Um and he rocks out and I was like, hmm. <laughs> What was he doing in there? <laughs> you, know? you spent a good 20 minutes in there, mate. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a bit surreal when you're waiting on the jacks and you're about to give out to the guy in front of you and it's fucking Post Malone. Yeah. Like, All right. <laughs> yeah, I will I say... nervous, man. Backstage. <laughs> yeah, man, just, just, just the nerves kicking him. Um, I will say we met... We bumped into Conor McGregor backstage. Well, I did by myself. It was me and my girlfriend and it was the worst. He's a... He's a He's an annoying man. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't enjoy meeting him. <laughs> oh, I got it. Was like so. Yeah, it was it was so embarrassing because we worked on we were on the um it was the lifestyle sports stage at the time. Yeah. And gave every act that played their free pair of shoes, which was which was really, really cool. And so shout out lifestyle sports for that one. I still have the shoes and they're still in very good nick. I haven't <laughs> I, I take really good care of these Air Max ones. Well they gave me they gave Max Air Max ones and they gave me 
can't remember what the shoe was, but I, I really didn't like them. And yeah. I'm, I'm really into my sneakers. So Max was like, here, look, we'll swap. You can take the Air Max. You really like these. I don't really care. I'll just take those shoes. And I was like, grand. Okay, cool. So I was carrying the, the shoes that he was taking then these kind of ugly shoes. And I was like, oh, thank God. So I was like, right, I'll go and I'll put these in the car. I was getting rid of them. I was putting them somewhere safe. And we bumped into McGregor at that point. And I was like, oh, God. And my girlfriend was like, oh, I actually wouldn't mind a photo with him. This is before all this nasty shit yeah. came out about him. This is when he's kind of in, in 2018. So, you know, he was a bit, bit more of a cleaner celebrity at the time. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I mean, okay, cool. We'll get, we'll get the photo. So I went over to his security. And the security kind of pushed me. He was like, wait a second, mate, chill out. And I was like, I'm not the most threatening guy in the world. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm this pale, skinny, freckly dude that's like 5'10". I'm like, just relax. Um, so we got through, and you could tell him and his mates were all on one. And he was like, oh, show us what's in the box, what's in the box? So I opened the shoes, and he goes, I'll give them back, will you? <laughs> and all his mates were like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> just like pointing at me. And I was like, can we go? I hate yeah. this. <laughs> oh, what a ticket. <laughs> Oh, I just can't name on the shoes like that, man. That's such bad form. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's his birthday on on that longitude weekend. I think I saw oh, something about right. He was he was on a mad one, but yeah, I was on the receiving end of it, unfortunately. Yeah, you can always say you thought he was a dickhead for everyone else, anyway, because he had to go with the shoes like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so what? Like, I mean, like some mad stories there. Like, so what, what's been like the best kind of gigging experience that you guys have had? I mean, even just for yourself personally or for the boys, what's been kind of like the standout moment that's just been um, six in your head? There's a few standout moments. I think there's like three in my head that like I think I'll just hold with me forever. I think the first one was the 10th of March. It was in 2000 and 2017, I think it was. was like our headline, sh our first headline show ever. And we were playing Workman's and we sold like, I don't know, it was, it was, a, it was a good amount of tickets sold online, um, about half full. And I was like, all right, cool. That's a, that's a lot of people. And then the rest of the, of the place pretty much sold out at the door. Um, and when we walked out after our support acts had finished, it was like phones were up, people were shouting and screaming. And this was nothing I had ever seen or experienced like on a stage before. I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. I remember looking back at Max with my mouth open. I was like, what is going on? And then it was just one of the best nights of my life. It was just, yeah. it was mad hearing people sing along. I still have videos of it, like people throwing up the phones in the air and doing the side to side stuff. Ah. It was crazy. That was that's definitely one. I think we we did EP. Um, I think that was 2018, 2019. I can't remember now, mm. but 2018 as well. Um, where we got put on the little big tent, and we were so excited. Now we like we're happy to play EP on any stage because we we're going anyway. So it's just like if we get paid to go, that's a bonus, you know. Yeah, yeah. So we were on the little big tent on Sunday at like 1 p.m. or half 12, and I was like, okay, this is not. This is not the ideal slot. People are kind of scagging. They're probably not going to show. That's okay. We're here because we're here. We're happy out. Don't worry. Um, but no, the, the tent packed out. And yeah. I, I was never so chuffed with it. Like, it was, it was absolutely incredible. I would say that was definitely one of the craziest moments ever that people kind of came. Because um, that takes effort. It takes effort to get out of a tent at 1 p.m. on a Sunday and see somebody. So. Yeah, to hit three there Sunday. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, that was, that was a bit loud. <laughs> I think that's, is it, did I say three? I said three. Uh, what was it? Oh, yeah. It's my favorite one. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I always tell the story because it's like, it, it's made one of our songs, my favorite, our, our favorite song. Um, was the last gig we played live to a crowd was in February last year. Yeah. And it was a gig Hot Press were doing with Southern Comfort. And um, I, we, did, we did our set. It was, it was great. It was like a Tuesday night and it was really full for some reason. So Hot Press did a savage job promoting it. Um, 
and it was good. It was a good lineup. Jess Cav was playing, and Buka Brass was playing. I think Marcus Olera was DJing and stuff. So it was a savage lineup. And then we finished up, and there was these two American girls that stopped me, and she was like, "Hey, you know your song, Lotus Tears?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." They're like, "We were meant to go back to the US like three months ago." And we heard that song in the taxi home from a night out on the radio and we decided to stay in Dublin. And I was like, that is the best shit I've ever heard in my fucking life. <laughs> so I, I, I looked at it, I was like, I will never forget you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's an insane story. Uh, I, I was so shocked. It was just so, so nice. And yeah, I would love to meet those, those girls again. I'm pretty yeah. sure they bought merch and stuff as well. Like, but I, yeah, I, I fell in love with those people. They were beautiful. Yeah, that's a mental story. Go ahead. Keeping people in Ireland, you know, keeping the economy going there, like really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The gathering. <laughs> yeah, my God, that's a crazy story. That, yeah, yeah, you'll have to like shout out to them now and see, see where they are at the next gig, hopefully. But um, yeah, speaking of the next gig, um, like, is that kind of the big thing now you're looking forward to? Is just getting back, especially with the album and the works and things like that. Is that just mm. something you really look forward to getting back gigging, hopefully, towards the end of the year, like you said? And just yeah. getting, getting those crazy nights back again. Yeah, I, I think so. I think like, like above everything else, the thing we enjoy most are gigs. I think releasing music is fun. I think writing music and creating music is is, is more fun than releasing it. But I think, yeah, performing on stage is is the most cathartic thing you can do. I think, yeah, I, I would, I would, I would honestly, if gigging was gone forever permanently, I don't know if I'd still make music. I don't know what I would do. I probably would still make it. I don't know if I would put as much investment behind releasing it, etc. I think I, I really live to perform it. And yeah. uh, once that's back, I'll be, I'll be back in full swing. Like. Yeah. And in terms of actually yeah, the writing process, kind of, I suppose, like, uh, between you and Max, like, what's kind of, what way does that kind of work? Do you kind of come together with a melody or you know, lyrics first and things like that? What way do you kind of work together? It, it's funny. It's like we haven't actually changed our process much at all since we started um, making music together in like 2017 or 2016. And it's like, we have never lived together. And we always, we have often lived a little bit far away from each other. And um, yeah. so we just send each other ideas and voice notes on Facebook Messenger. And that's it. And that's how we make music. <laughs> it's like, it's literally, someone will find an instrumental or a beat they like, or we'll work with a producer. We might work face to face with a producer for a while and, and work on something together. Yeah. But then we'll, we'll, we'll split up. He'll send me an idea or I'll send him an idea and we'll work from there. Like it's, and it's, it's, it works really well that way because we're very like, we're, we're best friends, but we're very different people at the same time and very different perspectives on things. And it's it's cool that songs like Men Are Trash, for example, when we started making that, um, we Max kind of pitched me the idea of what he was doing and what he wanted to say in the song. And I he was kind of like just taking ownership for, you know, being a trashy person. And it's not about us saying Men Are Trash. It's actually about us saying how trash we are and what we've done as examples. Um, so he went down this route of being like this real kind of... Um, kind of just rude boy nearly where he was like oh i didn't fuck your sister all this kind of stuff blah 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 whereas yeah. i was very soft boy and i was like listen here's all the bad things you need to know about me up front and um, so i can't be held responsible later and he was like it's so funny how the different the different styles we took there kind of matched their personalities as well yeah. um i kind of just made or just not even match their personalities but told different stories you know yeah. so i'm really glad that's our process um plus i'm just not great at writing in front of people i much prefer to to reiterate on stuff really quickly by myself in a room that's yeah. totally silent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was it like is it difficult now working on the album if you're living apart and like especially over the last few months when people weren't able to kind of see each other as much? Was that kind mm. of tricky or has it just been like you said it's kind of part of the process now? 
Yeah, it, it made things longer, I think, which was the problem. Um, and that's what made things tricky. It was, you know, we, we tried to work with our production team. We're working with Purgatory Studios right now. Yeah. Um, so shout out to Adam Ghost, our producer there, and Adam McNamara is doing a lot of the mixing. And we're trying to do that over, we tried once to do it over Zoom. And we're just like, never again, never again. It just doesn't work. It's because like, if, you, if a tweak is made to a song, you hear it through a screen, you're not really hearing it. So yeah. it's sending the producer the totally wrong way um so it, it definitely slowed things down and then obviously everyone wants to be very conscious you know some people you know like i said earlier they might see their parents regularly you know and i could definitely take a break and I'm, I'm able to isolate and if i recorded once i could isolate for two weeks and record again or something like that not everyone had that opportunity so yeah we it made things very long yeah. <laughs> which was which was the issue yeah yeah i just can't wait to get that get to get that album out now at this stage Oh, yeah, to have total freedom is just fantastic. You know, I think that's the main thing. I, I, that 5K limit that we had for so long. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. That was so tough. Like, I, because, like, we had to see each other sometimes, you know? And yeah. not that Max even lives that far away from me. Like, at the time, he was living in Walkenstown and I'm living in Dublin 8. Yeah. So it's like 6 or 7K. But I have to pass through guarded checkpoints each time. And they're questioning me why I'm moving each time. And it's... It was a real mental game, I'm not gonna yeah. lie. <laughs> All for the sake of music, I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, man, oh, that was that was tough going on. Right? Yeah, Jesus, hopefully we're coming towards the fucking end of all this shit. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Jesus, I can't wait to get fucked. Like, I'm sick of just like looking at Netflix or fucking the PlayStation or like even, yeah, like fucking, li I'm just listening to music that out as well, but like that's something different. But jeez, yeah, need to get the hell out of you and just go somewhere else. But uh, <laughs> yeah, fucking crazy stuff. Um, yeah, so like I think, I think, uh, yeah, if you any kind of thing you want to announce right, like that, or I can cut it in after. Or, but like, I know you said no, no announcements for songs, right? But if any, any like, plug. yeah, any sort of plug right, like that, I can kind of stick it in, edit it in after. For, for myself, I think you know, check out the Hanging with Trees music video. I'm very, very proud of that baby. Yeah. Um, Max directs a lot of our music videos, so he. He coins a lot of them and he directs a lot of them. Um, I think he's directed pretty much all of them, actually. Um, so check it out. It's, it's, it's done really well. Purgatory Studios, again, they don't just do our music, but they did the movie for that as well um, with Doug. And it's, it's, it's cracking. I really think it's a good video. Um, and then, other than that, we'll have, we'll have new music out sometime in the future. Go listen to, to Local Boy's new EP, one of our friends. He's fantastic. Yeah. Go listen to all the other good Irish music that's out at the moment and just keep supporting local until we can get a lot more physical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's the end of our Ragged Chats podcast with Matt O from Tebby Rex. Be sure to check out the guy's latest single, Hanging With Trees featuring Ro. And be sure to give the lads a follow as there should be new music coming from them very soon ahead of their highly anticipated second album.